<clears throat> Hello humans, welcome to Audio hey. Oh, wait, it's 258. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like literally like uh, about to make the words, but I guess uh, I guess not. Alright. No, it's all okay. good. Actually I for editing purposes it's easier if we just do like banter beforehand. Like we we're just talking about band steam names because like I can't title Twitch anything saucy anymore. And so like there used to be times on Steam where I would make like that gosh darn liberal media as like my Twitch oh, name that was, or that was um, the best name. What was it like? Um, Anne Frank's Negro Spirituals or something like that. <laughs> it was, yeah, de definitely. You know, video game <laughs> edge teenager. Uh, th those are just those are just the days. It's definitely shouldn't have done that. But um, you know, we we live, we learn, and we don't go on Alex Jones's show with a chocolate milk and a jellyfish jet. A jellyfish nut. Hey, I, I made that joke before, but you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah, time sometimes things get stolen. Sometimes things get stolen from you. You know, intellectual property isn't secure. Yeah, we need to start <laughs> trademarking um, the worst things we say. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, speaking of um, incriminating things, happy piloting! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. I'm a flight instructor now, so woo. Yeah. Thank God. That means you're officially so. That means you're officially qualified to do swing on Spirit. Yes. <laughs> Hop on board a Spirit flight back. That's that, that's what that does. And uh, that landing was too soft. You need to land a little bit more flat, guy, my guy. Bounce it a little bit, and it's good. And the Securitas of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> the gateway computers of the sky. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, because they don't. They just got bought out. So. It's doesn't exist anymore exactly um, it's in spirit so <laughs> uh there should be an arbitrary scale um because we need to come no, up with one yeah but well this is episode 258 so there's three albums that we're reviewing on yeah. this fine reviews podcast about music culture um and stuff that mostly matters i am sean i am dan and uh, 258, so three albums. <laughs> we're on know, Twitch, so, th so we're just flowing differently now. It's, it's, I it's love this. Fun. This is great. Uh, we got This Is Why by Paramore. Um, Raven by uh, Kalila. Kalila? Kalila. There you go. Kalila. Uh, second wow. time's first, a charm. First, then, second no, it time, was the second time. Yeah, there you go. Second time, baby. I'll take it. No, second time is Sean's first try, all right? Let's, let's get it real here. And then That's um, what he tells the ladies. Uh, damn straight um the land the water the sky by black belt eagle scout um three <clears throat> interesting records that i'm actually very excited to talk about and excited for dance opinions on some of them as well because as well i love this podcast because sometimes i'll think of something and other times he'll say stuff that is like opens my eyes to some things and, and all that and for you fine folk as well at home watching this live stream watching the or listening to the recorded version and all that as well um it's a super bowl sunday so you know bum, 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 the the old bum, 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 bum. <laughs> the old uh, hand egg ritual that we have in america so it's ain't no football here i think um, i think I, I think big joe biden just like skipped out on the ritual where like you do the presidential interview right before the Super Bowl oh, game right, with yeah. the network, because usually, probably, like, even Trump, <laughs> yeah, like, even though Trump was the guy who was I, no politics, I promise, no politics. But I'm just gonna say, even though Trump was the guy who was anti the media, was like, oh, the media is out to get me. He couldn't miss an opportunity to be in front of a camera. <laughs> so, oh, he, absolutely, he did them shits every single year. However, yeah. uh, Joe Biden's just like, eh, we're not about it this year. Don't feel like it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, either that or he forgot. I genuinely forgot. I, I, I like that narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how about you start doing these? You know what? You know what confused me? Because I'm editing a couple of audio faces and the Ooh. one I just edited is you hosting. So I got screwed up. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Um, anyways, there's no singles. No, no, none because... All the singles that were really released this week are in the audio face rule, so we can't talk about them. So you know, whatever. Or they just sucked. Or just like, I mean, like, I, I, I just, to be fair, this was a more, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff in the background kind of week, so there's that aspect of things. However, um, at the end of the day, 
<laughs> that's tomorrow and that's it for us today. Basically, I didn't have time to gather the singles. So, um... The only ones that I saw, too, because also this was my checkride week, so the same thing. But, like, example, M83, but we can't talk about that. And there's some other ones that we can't talk about because we have to wait anyways. So Send us singles. Uh, send us single ideas. So um, if yeah. you are upset about that, then that's how you can remedy that. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. So uh, stories, because... We like to do news stuff on this podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do have news stories. That's awesome. We do have some news stories, and um, so oh, so here's we got how, a newsy for y'all. So so here's how Chris Brown decided to react to his nomination for the Grammys, which is a good thing. I'm glad that yeah, Chris Brown was nominated and recognized. Not really. Maybe you can sense the sarcasm in my voice, but he didn't win. Instead, it was given to Robert Glasper, who released Black Radio 3, which was actually something that was submitted to us by an, a fan mm -hmm. on the Audio Face Awards. So mm -hmm. our fans rock. That was a really good shout out. I really like that album. And great, great record. Uh, you know, it was nominated for Best R&B Album, which is interesting. Like, I'm not sure I would have made that decision personally because like it's that's has... the stupid thing with categories that pisses me off, right? And this is why we do our awards like we do, right? Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to do genre. Not, never mind that R&B is just such a problematic name for a genre anyways. But because yeah. it's just, this is just pop music. It's very popular music. But Chris Brown took that in not the best of ways. Uh, mm -hmm. At first, he was reacting by um, posting... Actually, one of Robert Glasper's own pieces of like media that says who the f is Robert Glasper, and then Chris Brown posted to a story with a um the laughing emoji that is the new I'm not mad emoji. <laughs> you're not I'm not mad. You're mad. It's that emoji now, and then um yes. he said that he he mockingly told his fans he's quote got to get his skills up and start playing the harmonica, um. <laughs> There's, he posted a screenshot of Glasper himself and said, bro, who the F is this? And said again in another post, like, y'all playing who the F is this? And this is just Chris Brown upset that he didn't win a Grammy, which isn't, if Chris Brown were a man and not a boy who can't handle his emotions so much that he- Or a beater. Yeah, who can't handle, I was getting to that, I like, can't handle his emotions so much that the uh, performer of the superb owl that is happening uh, at the day that we're recording um, has, you know, a history <laughs> with this exact same person. So it's a w wonderful serendipity that we often have in the music world, right? But <clears throat> never mind that this is that Chris Brown you're talking about. You've been in the music game long enough to where the Grammys are, you know, nice, it's fine, but they're way better ways to have money and recognition especially chris brown an artist who has had a lot of longevity and still has a lot of fans especially a lot of uh, female fans for whatever reason um you shouldn't need to feel snubbed or whatever just by that like um that's for rap for you to like mean mug and get all upset that you didn't win the award or you got snubbed again like push a t mm -hmm. looking at kendrick like all upset when he won the rap grammy it's like okay i get it like <laughs> i have my own opinions of both of those albums. So those, I'll leave mm -hmm. those for the Audio Face Awards, truly. But, like, rap is just that kind of game. Chris Brown, like, yeah. you've been recognized. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, so, eventually, Chris Brown sends an IG message to <laughs> Robert Glasper saying another, among other things, congratulations, my brother. I would like to apologize if you took offense to my reaction at the Grammys. You were not the intended target, and I know I came off really rude and mean. Um... <laughs> he then pivots to saying the organization isn't doing us blacks our due diligence. You should and you and I should never be in the same category. Two totally different vibes and genres. So from one black man to another, congratulations, all caps. Hope you are able to feed your family for life. God bless my G. There's so much convoluted shit in that message. It's ridiculous. It's also a shitty apology, right? Because he's like, it's I'm not, sorry. That's if, not an apology at that point. I'm that's sorry, just. If a, you, I'm sorry if you took offense. <laughs> like exactly, it's just it's one of those like, I guess I gotta do this so that way I could still like still maintain the clout that I received from all of this and not look like such a bad guy. But it makes you look worse because it's not even an apology at that point. That's one of those. 
your PR team comes over to you and be like, hey, 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 like you got to do something, my guy. Like this doesn't look good. Yeah. It, and it's so it's, convoluted, too. It's just the, awful. He's a shitty person. One, t- two things I want to put in there. You were not my intent. He says you were not my the intended target. I know I came off as really rude and mean. Uh, you literally said, he literally target. posted, who the F is Robert Glasper? <laughs> who was the intended target? <laughs> Robert Glasper Sr., you really want to go there? Robert Glasper Jr., do we really want to go there? Robert Glasper of the Canary Islands, like you want to go there? <laughs> like, are we just gonna start? Do we gotta open up a Yellow Pages and just start going through all of the Robert Glaspers <laughs> that are, are around? Robert Glasper, cousin of Rihanna, you want to go there? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so through that, I'm going to nominate Chris Brown for the Tim Pool Noted Little Bitch Award because. Among other things, he went pretty hard in the paint with this like whole diss thing about Robert Glasper, and then he tried to turn it around and say, I'm sorry if you took offense. This actually isn't um, my fault, and it's not your fault, even though you shouldn't have won was my original reaction. It's actually uh, the Grammys fault, who, okay, listen, we talk about the Grammys being like full of, um, we talk about the Grammys like <laughs> having a lot of weird picks, especially mm-hmm. Harry Styles for album of the year. That was that was a bold move. Uh, that's a bold, that's move, a bold Santa. move. That's a bold move, Santa. But to say that the Grammys doesn't um do blacks their due diligence in history, I agree. And you know, in a lot of ways I agree. Yep. That being said, they just had the fifty years in hip hop celebration, which was like mostly black people and the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so and so like it, it's kind of a dumb thing to say also both uh, like up for this award was robert glasper lucky day mary j blige pj morton and chris brown and they're against black P- okay dude just just the fact that he, the fact that he doubled back on that so hard and the fact that he was so wrong to begin with noted tim pool noted little bitch award uh, we, named it the, we named it the Tim Pool Noted Little Bitch Award because of Tim Pool releasing that song um, <laughs> and uh, complaining that everyone said that it was a bad song. And usually we like to keep this a non-political show, but I've been wanting to do that for a long time. He literally released a single with the music video and everything, so it is completely uh, valid. Yeah, it counted Absolutely. as music, so like we were able to it do it. Like, we okay. had to review it, had to review the single and everything because dead ass, he released a song. I was super proud of it, and it was absolute ass. In order to qualify for the Audio Face Awards, you just need to release the music. <laughs> That's yeah, kind exactly. of it. Release the, tape. no, release the tapes, dude. Release the music, and we talk about it on the podcast. And there's a pretty long like length of like qualification for talking about it on the podcast so yeah fair and square but chris brown tried and true we're back to musicians again <laughs> nominated for this year's no little bitch award i love it um <clears throat> moving on so this this whole meltdown uh of right wieners and a lot of people on online about uh sam smith and kim petras's um uh, their performance on at um, performing their single and whatnot on the Grammys is absolutely hilarious. It was so predictable, right? So they 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 performed unholy. You know they they did this on purpose too, obviously to go in in on saying like, hey, like we're just gonna we're we're gonna boss it up, perform what we want to do. You know, Sam Smith is an all red, has a little devil horns onto his top hat and whatnot. Kim Petras has like this dress, which is a veil going all over too. And it's actually, it's really cool how it's done. I I really like the, the performance of it and whatnot. And it was, abs- Ket, Ket, I, this is a kind of queer criticism of it. I think they could have gone campier. <laughs> I, I think it could have been... <laughs> Like, uh, there's that, I need to pull it up really fast because I have the picture-in-picture thing. But there's Sam Smith's, like, most recent um, outfit at the Brit Awards. I'm like, why didn't we bring that out, guy? Like, 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 come on, like, like, come on. This this would have been great. (laughs) Just paint this red. Paint this red. Sam Smith would have had it. I love it. 
Come on. But anyways. That's fucking awesome. But anyway, so they just, they own their art, like our art to an absolute whole. And they did this to like properly troll people as well. And it fucking worked. It was beautiful. Every, like so many people were absolutely melting down about it. And our favorite senator from the great state of Texas, Ted Cruz. Um, absolutely had a meltdown, calling it evil and stuff, saying stuff that it's it's satanic and all. Pfizer is taking the whole truth and advertising thing literally because they're mar- talking about how like uh, Pfizer was one of the presenting sponsors of the Grammys, and then that of course means that the they are sponsoring like whatever is happening right there. And I'm like, no, yeah. much like that's not how that works. <laughs> it's like it, I. Not most of the time, no. Like, when you're getting down to, like, these smaller advertisers, usually they're not really reading into that that much. Advertisers are like, okay, what audience are we going to get in front of? There's a big game this weekend by the time we're recording this, right? Uh, Not all those advertisers are necessarily endorsing any of the players or any of Mm -hmm. the, um, like, sports or anything like that. They're just like, people are going to be watching this thing, and we have the money to put our ad in front of that, so we're going to do that. That that's how that works. It's but of course they can tie it to um, anti-vax crap. So it's very easy for them to do that. Um, Charlie Kirk was like the devil brought to you by Pfizer, and it's just like what an easy life, man. It's so like, easy. These tropes and stuff. It's it's lazy, but it's hilarious just to see them melt uh, melt down about it and stuff. But Sam Smith and Ken Petras just owned it, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Next time, just go even campier. Uh, like, this was pretty good. Kim Petras in the cage. With, like, the in the cage. Behind it. Like, that's, like, hard. That, that's very, that's, that, that's like a six on the camp scale. That was pretty impressive. But like, we can, but we, we can we, do let's higher. Get to let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's pump the numbers up. These are rookie numbers. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Um, I will. Let's see if I can get it up quickly enough because uh, yes i am that self-indulgent but i think i was tweeting during the grammys like if there is a god sam smith and kim petras is in fox news tomorrow and then literally the next day um uh yeah i tweeted there and then literally the next day that happened where tucker carlson did the same look at it, it's brought to you by pfizer um thing that ted cruz did and did this like demonic laugh um, which was very ironic. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. His 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 bow tie laugh as I like to call it. <laughs> uh Tucko the Clown. Tucko the Clown, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. I, I'm gonna tap the brakes there. Um anyways. First album review of the day is This Is Why by Paramore. Ten songs, thirty-six minutes long. Paramore one of those Long-standing bands, long-standing groups, they've been around for, what, 20 years at this point, um, which is fuck, crazy, man. I feel old now. Um, <laughs> um, one of the tried-true sounds of all indie rock in the you know mid-late aughts, um, really popular then. They've had some interesting releases as they've... Um, uh, as they've gotten older as a group and whatnot, I think we reviewed their last record, um, which I cannot remember the, the for the life of me. But anyways, um, <clears throat> but with this, this is why it is kind of polarizing, actually, that I've heard hmm. from like looking online with a lot of people. I actually don't mind it. I'm not a big Paramore fan. I never have been. I know a lot me of like neither. Lot, I mean, like I, a lot I of my like... friends. A lot of my friends really like Paramore and stuff, especially like, like in the mid late aughts when they were pretty, pretty successful. Pre- like a lot of people like the sound. Well, I never got into. Yeah, that. Th- this is gonna sound loaded, and this is all I'll like hold my like beginning commentary to is I like them a lot in middle school, and I don't mean that to sound as loaded as it does. <laughs> um, but yeah, that... your taste change and whatnot, and they develop. So yes, yeah, and also they fell into a kind of similar course a lot of bands do where like they don't evolve their sound as much as they need to yeah but i actually think with this is why they actually made a decent record with how it sounds there's still like there's still obviously like trying to paramore sounds but i think this is their most mature project with how it is i really 
actually, I, I really like it. I was surprised on how it sounded because I was, I was ready to go and hating it. Um, granted, this is their first project in a long time as well. Um, but a lot of people, so there's some Paramore fans that really don't like it because, you know, they want to kind of stick with that sound. And there's a lot of people like us who, you know, true music heads and just music fans in general that actually appreciate it because they're like, oh, wow, like they, they didn't just slow it down, but they modernize their sound in a way and looking introspective without sounding dated especially for a group that has been around for two decades at this point they pushed it just a little bit forward but stayed within this kind of modern box no pun intended of you know making short records but doing a lot with the little time they have you know 10 yeah. songs 36 minutes long perfect length for you know this decade really and what they do with that 36 minutes, they make a really good record. This, uh, the title track, This Is Why, I think is a perfect opening for It's a really nice all indie sound that I like where it's you can tell it's you can tell it's Paramore right by like the choruses and everything the big group but it's not cliche and it doesn't sound dated for what it is I really like how they kind of like deconstructed the sound a bit in the middles of what with it but then the big chorus was saying like this is why blah 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 I'm like okay so this is still like Paramore at the end of the day but it's again, it's modern and it sounds up to date with how alternative rock, indie rock is starting to sound in this decade and whatnot. Um, yeah, which... that, I was really pleased to hear that this is why I sounded modern. Like it sounds like yeah. I, I could place this as like a Folesy sounding project and like a good. And that's way. what I wanted. To, this yes. is exactly what I wanted to say. And I was glad you got that. We both came to that recognition because this sounds like Foles, and I we both are huge Foles fans, right? Yeah. Like we really like how they sound, and that's exactly what it reminded me of. I'm like, oh wow, they actually like took a twist and made a Folesy Paramore sound, which is cool and different in that way. But that's what it reminded me of, and I really like that they went in that direction, especially with the opening track, because the album is very understated, especially for a group like Paramore in the way, and I think that's why it's pretty polarizing. There's no like really big crazy ballads like they've done before but they definitely like still made what like uh example the second track the news like that sounds like a paramore track but again it's not cliche Yeah, the so. lyrics, like the lyricism of Paramore hasn't changed. It, it, it's evolved, but the way they write songs, like the way that it's like definitely really visceral and well done for yeah, that yeah, sort absolutely. of like audience and time. Um, and like fairly accessible in that way. Like it's not too deep. Like you can kind of read it in surface level, but like it's really good at capturing emotions. Uh, that is still like tried and true Paramore and that's still here. So that especially in the news and other tracks like later on through the record um, that I'll wait to get to, you get, it, it, they're still definitely there and they're still doing it like really successfully. That, and as an album, Gap, yeah, it's a really good idea for them to just keep it to 35 minutes, really distill it to the best stuff that is um, on the record. And you get something like, really really good out of it i'd say yeah and the thing i love about this record is how it's developed how it's paced so you have two of the more faster paced songs right at the beginning this is why in the news and i'm glad they put that there actually at the beginning because running out of time second uh second qua i second second thank you 
I'm I'm too German for this, you know. We like to pronounce every syllable. Um, French pronounces as way- syllables as possible. That's all I know about the language. I can't speak it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the polar opposite of German. That's why. Um, anyways, that I do I love speak, how- which is hilarious. <laughs> which exactly you do. Um, I need to get some more German speaking bands on here one day. Um, but anyways, um, the way it's paced is brilliant because you have obviously like the the more faster paced songs at the beginning, running out of time, and then like even in the middle, which you get my favorite track on here, just Big Man, Little Dignity. The way like it's developed is it blooms into this beautiful record to where like in the middle it's just it gets to that that indie sound that I really like almost like a uh, snail mail or even a wet leg style that we've heard the past couple of years but they still sound like Paramore so this the very difficult thing to do as a band especially when you've been together for so long is how do we, you know, how do we evolve? How do we continue? And I think that was an issue with Paramore for a lot of the records, especially early in their career, is they stuck with one sound and kind of just stayed stayed with it, right? But with this record, this is why, especially like towards the middle and even the end of the record, it develops into this beautiful project where I'm like, wow, I'm actually impressed with how they did it. You know, a lot of bands, a lot of groups don't do that, especially older they get. I feel like they fall into that trope or they get the Foo Fighters of, we're so good. We do what we do. We're not going to change, right? They, and but Paramore didn't, and I'm very pleased with it. Um, again, polarizing because a lot of music publications didn't didn't enjoy it. A lot of music fans enjoyed it. Paramore fans themselves are like mixed. So it's very interesting. Where that's why I'm like, again, it's a really polarizing record. But to me, I'm glad that it is because. They try to push the limits of themselves as a band and as an artist. Yeah, it's less interesting to me, not because you're wrong, but because we do this podcast and this kind of is a similar thing. Anytime a band does a pivot that we generally, you know, may not be ecstatic about, but we at least like and appreciate because we're music reviewers and we like when bands take a pivot and we like when they execute that as good as possible. Um, A lot of times it's polarizing for fans because fans like bands for different reasons. A lot of times they like Mm. a certain sound or a certain era and they want more of a continuation of that. Um, And, you know, I think... It's hard to do this like gatekeeping thing where it's like, oh, true fans do this. But like, no, I really say like if you really do like a band, you will hear them out and try to appreciate some of their like different pivots or different things they like. Mm -hmm. Um, Not whether it's good or not, but I mean, definitely. Yeah. Like, even if you're like, this is as far as I will take, because I always like, I say something and I see if I can test it in my head. And I, I think I can do this and say this out loud. If you are a Drake fan and you didn't like, honestly, never mind, like you can at least appreciate that he did something a little bit differently, even if it wasn't executed well. Otherwise, Beyonce the same thing. Mm hmm. Because I had a lot of Beyonce fans. That was executed extremely well. And there is still some fan, like I talked to a lot of people, and there are some huge Beyonce fans I know that actually absolutely hate it. So it's interesting how that is. And again, it's just. When a band and a group do that, and this isn't even that big of a pivot for Paramore, right? It's yeah, just it's still them safely and like it's still safely rock, in the like same genre, rock. right? Exactly. It's just them now modernizing their sound and whatnot. But even with that, it's it's really interesting to hear how people respond to it. But whenever I get a response like that, I like it because that means that they're trying something, they're doing something different, they're not sticking to one particular sound or whatnot and making the same thing over and over again. And that's what, what what we like this podcast for. And even for a group that we both never particularly cared for that much, like we can appreciate them and some stuff here or there, but we never like. I really like this record. I've listened to it like three times, and I'm like, damn, it's it's really good. Yeah, I'm. I, I wasn't super like I, I never went to any Paramore shows, but I definitely listened to a good amount of Paramore in middle school, and so mm-hmm. I had to listen to it at my second third time to make sure it wasn't just like the nostalgia going back like no it's a genuinely good record and it sounds like it sounds like my favorite 
alternative rock of the past five years. It's not necessarily like pushing forward, but it's definitely modernized enough to feel like, oh, Paramore is still hitting like with the best of them right now. And that's great to see from a band that's been around truly like this long. Um, Exactly. Solid. Yeah. Very, very solid. Um, Yeah. Pleased, pleased with, pleased with the effort. Um, Arbitrary scale shit. Um, this always happens. Uh, this has happened. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's think. Let's we think. do arbitrary scales every week on yeah, Twitter right. Space because uh, our review is our review. Uh, if we gave you a random ranking system or a letter or a number to actually describe what it I would know. be like, then that would kind of like ruin everything we just said about the review itself. So <laughs> this week... Ah, oh, this is pretty good. Um, this is gonna be pizza chains for the soup. And I wasn't gonna get pizza, and now you're making me want pizza slightly. Um, everybody gets pizza for you know Super Bowl parties and stuff. So this is like, what kind of pizza do you get for the Super Bowl? Okay, the I have a perfect one for this. Are you ready? Go ahead, Kirkland. Kirkland. Okay, shit. Get some Costco pizza. Damn. Listen, listen. All right, because everyone's gonna be like, what's the insult there? And I'm like, no, this is not an insult. No, no, that's yes, good. Kirkland like, Pizza goes hard. Like, listen, it, it's not necessarily that outside of the box, <laughs> so to speak, right? It's not a groundbreaking pizza, but you know exactly what you're going to get, and the getting is good, and the getting is very affordable, just like this album. It's not that much buy-in. It's 36 minutes. It's nice, easy to get into. And um, I think it's say maybe 80% crowd-pleasing, I'd say. Real pizza yeah, connoisseurs, yeah. real pizza lovers will like enjoy it and appreciate it. Some people who maybe liked an old Costco recipe or something maybe like, oh, I don't like, I don't like this new one anymore. They changed the hot dogs too. I don't know, but you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, it's it's good, reliable Costco pizza. I like it. That goes hard. This is, hmm, this is this is a mob pizza. This is, you know, you only have like just a couple homies over, and you just or you get some mod before the game, and everybody is pleased at the end of the day. And you're so getting like some pizza. pizza. Everybody gets their own. You know, some people like the Dylan James. Some people like just to actually physically order their own stuff. So you know, it's, it gets the job done, and you know you're gonna get decent pizza at least. So. Always order by own. Um, th- there's like <clears throat> to me like mod pizza and pyology and uh. Blaze and a couple of others are just like all the same to me, except there's a Blaze a little bit closer to me, and they do vegan chorizo, and like most of the other ones don't do that. So it's shit. That goes hard. I got it. It's very good. It's very. I'm 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 gonna smoke on that vegan chorizo pack next time I'm next time I'm by in your hood. Yeah, it's um, they're just Blaze pizzas are just in the most random spot, but like mod pizzas are not really near me in the. Oh no, the, the the mod pizza desert of Los Angeles. Wah, wah, wah. Um, insert that always sunny from Philadelphia meme where uh, both like Mac and Charlie addresses the Monopoly man and they're just like crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, before we go to the second album, I will say uh, a couple of like plugs and ads things. Um, obviously, you probably, most of the people streaming here know, check out Power Report Live. Um, thank you to the Audio Face team, uh, Austin, Kyle, and Peter for mastering the episode um, at PJS Mixed It on Insta if you need your music or audio stuff mastered. And then, um, yeah, send us new music ideas, info at syndicate23.co, or sorry, audioface at syndicate23.co. Um, I said the name of the wrong Twitch channel last time, so I just got to be a lot <laughs> more careful about these things um because don't want to give anyone free traffic anyways ready for the next one so second album review of the day is raven by kalila it is 15 songs hour and two minutes long a, a very interesting sounding record um this is one of those things where this is why i like the podcast because this album is Almost genreless in a way because it covers so much with it. And granted, I mean, it is a longer record at an hour and two minutes, but it's one of those things that an hour and two minute record, it does a lot with it, but it doesn't drag on to where some other hour records are like, okay, like wrap this shit up. This has a lot of substance, a lot of sound that I actually particularly like. Um, yeah, this album was a lot. I, I appreciated it, but I think my favorite aspect, well, there are two of my favorite aspects of the album. One, it starts off as like a neo-pop, neo-pop slash R&B type project, 
and then it slowly moves into this like dancey um yeah yeah, like very house inspired but not even Mm. that like you know thumpy it's kind of like quiet and muted and understated but still done very well like garage undertones and stuff and yeah um yeah, I, I'm thinking about the recent Junior Boys record that got released. It's kind of like very muted and kind of like... Like Waiting Game? Yeah, 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 I can, I can, it's like, I can it's, get some sounds from Waiting Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a little bit like up-tempo from that, but still kind of like muted and good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like riding the balance of both neo-pop, soul, quote-unquote R&B, and dance. Garage, maybe in a yeah, way, may, cool. Maybe in a way that uh, Beyonce fans might like more. I could see that. I love how it blends it. So uh, there's some tracks I can't wait to talk about, but we, we, I, I got to get to the substance first. So anyways, the beginning track, Washed Away, is like this really cool, almost ambient sounding track, which is a little bit of vocals through it that really sets the tone of like, ooh, we're going to get something different. I'm going to get some different sounds with this. And you, and you definitely get that. Happy ending, the second track on here, it has like that almost like drum and bass sound with it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it's like if you blend Neopop and and drum and bass together, you get happy ending, which is really cool how it it sounds. And I like that because, you know, I'm a drum and bass fan. Um, But I love how her vocals sound with it and whatnot. It doesn't sound like your average, you know, drum and bass loop that you've heard a million times for the past 20 years. But I love how she layers the vocals with it and gets it going. But then you get to Let It Go, which is now more neo-pop with how it sounds. And I was like, oh, whoa, okay. And that's what I like about this record is you get a lot with that hour and two minutes, right? It's not the same song over and over again by any means at all. But at the same time, it's so cohesive. So, example, those two first three songs, Wash Right, Happy Ending, Let It Go, they all flow really well together and they still pace the album well, even though these songs are maybe a little bit longer at 3 minutes 36, 4, 408, and 422, respectively, for those for opening three tracks. But I love how it's paced because Happy Ending, Fast Pace, Let It Go, Slower Pace, that, that bass line you get at the last bit with the drums, oh my god, I love it. Gorgeous sound. Um, and he gets like on the run, and then you get to like the dancey stuff, and I go, "What the hell? Like this is really cool how it's going." But they all work well together, which not is only, not only that they do. like the songs themselves like play through together like a dance mix, which is really nice. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite is definitely Miss Call, which I can describe as like an off kilter bossa nova song. <laughs> Like, it's almost like, it's like in tune, but kind of off balance in a way that might drive other people like nails on a chalkboard. But to me, it's like, awesome. it's very good. And and the beat is like very easy to work into and dance into like in that way. And at that point, you're five songs into a 15 song project and you have more range than like Sean was saying earlier, a lot of projects in this neo pop or even dance genre that get bland in that same amount of time, but are going on for like, they get bland five songs in, but the albums are going on for another an hour, hour 15, an yeah. hour and 20 minutes. Right. And that's what I love about this record, because it is a longer record, but it does that hour justice, right? For a time and like example, we just talked about Paramore with a shorter record of 36 minutes. 
There are times like uh, you can do a lot with a little, and there's times that you can do a lot with a lot. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Where this is one of those records where honestly, I don't even want to like cut anything from this because there's so much sound and so much substance. Example: After Missed Call, you have Closure, and it's cool because you have. Um, I think is Ra uh, Gabor as the the feature, and then you get to this rap flow in the in the end of the track, and it's really cool how it sounds. You get um, the bass with the drums, um, the flow with it. It's beautiful how it's done, and it still goes in with the record. Like it doesn't sound out of place. It still sounds like okay, this is exactly where this needs to be, especially for how it flows and then contact back to like a drum and bass sound and then fully almost like a old school uk dubstep with the sound Like if you go old burial, like untrue burial, which is one of my favorite records ever made, it sounds like that with how it's really dubby and dark bass with how the opening of Fooly sounds and like the ambient almost like if you heard the track in McDonald's by Burial, it's like that sound. I'm like, God damn, like this go this is really cool how it sounds. I never heard somebody mix that along with Neo Pop Garage, drum and bass, ambient music. It's just it's I love it. It's so cool. And then you get to the middle record, which is my favorite track, the title track, Raven. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's just gorgeous. Raven does the entire album justice in a song with including those so many different sounds. You're getting a lot of the soul. You're getting a lot of the dance in it. And it actually, at that point, you're 10 songs in. So if you divide the album into thirds, which the album kind of does itself, the latter part of the record's slower. Definitely doesn't feel boring. But you, no. it, I actually appreciate that tempo change because it adds to the record's depth. It adds the record's like, I really want to dig into this more because I'm enjoying a lot of the sounds and I'm enjoying it viscerally through the lyrical experiences. But I haven't even dug into the lyrics yet because this is just like such a deep like experience that works really well. Exactly. And it, it adds to the substance of the record because, again, it's one of those where this is going to take me a long time, like several listens to really get the get to the whole depth of the record and i love records that make me do that to where they make me want to listen more like they'll make me example i want to listen to raven down a couple times like raven bruises sorbet like those three tracks are so cool and there's so much substance in there especially sorbet with how it's layered how it develops into a really cool track and it reminds me of something i just can't think like it's on the tip of my tongue but i can't remember of it anyways but it's this is such a good record and one of those things that one of the uh big reasons why i love doing this podcast is i get these albums that i might i might not really know the artist that well i might not go into the record not knowing anything and i don't know what i'm gonna get and i get an absolutely beautiful painter of a record um yeah and this is one of those things where people who make neopop people who make dance people who make garage all of these right Raven is a record you should strive to do, right? Like, yeah. take your influences, like take your bossa nova beats, take your Afro beats, take your garage, take your UK old school UK dubstep sounds, take your house, take these influences and whatnot, and make it your own project. Pick a sound, pick an idea, pick something that you want to do, and you can make an amazing record like this. Yeah, there's so much out there that people. You know, they don't think outside the box a lot of the times. And this is a record that is outside the box, but it's it's very approachable. It's has something for everybody on it. Example, you just said like Beyonce fans are like this. I think so too. If you like Beyonce fans that like Renaissance, I'm like, oh, if you think that's like good dance music, let me now get you into Raven. And now from there you can like go into different really wild rabbit holes, you know? Yeah. And then you talk about Mala, you could talk about Scream, you could talk about Burial. You can get into completely different genres that, you know, you could bridge that gap with other people. And that's what I love with this podcast. That's what I love about records like this. Um last two tracks, Enough for Love and Far Away, are fantastic. I love Enough for Love how it's like 
almost a Sade sound of how the drums and the beat goes of like 90s like uh, R&B sound, but mixed with like a deeper bass and like a more electronic beat with it. And it's modernized with how it sounds. So it's an amazing record. That's a good I can't call. Say enough good stuff about it. That's a good call out with the Sade thing because I even I miss that, but I totally get what you're saying. Like when I think about it back in yeah. respect and kind of cheat and play it in my ears here. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, arbitrary scale this week. We do arbitrary scales every week on Audio Face because our review is our review. We told you we like that po- podcast. We told you we like that album, and and we like this podcast. But we told you we like that album and. We are not going to ruin how we felt about it by giving it a letter grade or a number or something that will mm-hmm. ultimately be compared to a worse album in the future. Um, take that, cancel culture. Anyways, this what the week, fuck is cancel culture? <laughs> this week it's going to be pizza chains you would get for a large gathering, such as a um, big concussion fest uh, televised <laughs> um, on a Sunday in February. Uh, this is going to be... Pizza Hut, because nobody pizza out pizzas the hut. It's if you know how to order a Pizza Hut and you live by a good one, then those shits be hitting. This is you saying fuck the pizza chains and you go to like a mom and pop shop and just order like four like extra large delicious pizzas that extra sauce, you know, uh, with all the sauce and they they give you extra parmesan and. Red pe- red peppers, and they even give you a little bit of like of those uh, chiles for free and all of that. And you don't even ask it. Without you don't even asking. ask it for it. without asking. Like you open it up, and it's just there on top of some beautiful handmade pizza because it's so good that you don't even you you risk it being like thirty minutes late just because you know the experience is worth it. They put those little plastic tables in the middle of the pizza. Yeah, absolutely, the plastic them. table. Absolutely. <laughs> that's how you know it's good it's the opposite of those like um <laughs> those like metal stools you see where it's like if you see one of these metal stools you're about to pay 20 dollars for two tacos yeah <laughs> or you're like one of those things where you see it's like if 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 you see those metal stools on a wood table you know that burger is about to be 25 dollars with exactly. not including water <laughs> last album review of the day serving up gary's way bean is The Land, The Water, The Sky by Black Belt Eagle Scout. It is 12 songs, 46 minutes long. Um, probably the most hipster-sounding name I've ever said on the fucking podcast. King Gizzard and the Lizard band. Wizard would like a word for you. <laughs> I say, that's right, it's up there with King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or Chuck Chuck Chuck. Um, <laughs> Chuck 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 is absolutely top tier. <laughs> because I was so confused. I, w- I called them surprised Pikachu face for like several years because I didn't know how to say their name. I was dating someone who called it surprised Pikachu face because of you. <laughs> anyways. Um, um, you have no idea how happy that makes me. Um, anyways, the land, the water, the sky. Um, definitely in that indie sound like a lot of shoegaze influences throughout the record and shoegaze is a is a genre i i tend to like a lot um and if it's done right it can be beautiful like if you do it like a slow dive sound or whatnot it can make a really good good record and you get that with the land the water the sky it's even though it's like 46 minutes, some of these songs are longer at like five minutes, four minutes respectively. And then some of these songs end up being a little bit shorter towards the middle and the end of the record, which is interesting how it's paced. But I'm glad they do that because the first two tracks, My, My Blood Runs Through This Land and uh, Sedena, those are like tried and true indie shoegazy sounds with the way the guitars are running in the background, really um, airy sounding vocals. And... It takes. It took me a little bit to really get into it, but I ended up actually enjoying this record with how it sounds, especially the second track, Sedena. I really like how it blooms into. I wouldn't say necessarily modern sounding shoegaze, but a shoegaze that is done and done enough to not sound like just a blatant rip off of like nineties early aught sound, but. Nothing that's going to be revolutionizing, if that makes sense. Yeah. In addition to shoegaze, I hear a lot of folk, which I think is a really interesting. Story yeah, yeah, definitely. 
um, Black Belt Eagle Scout is of indigenous background. And so usually you think of folk as a very like uh, white dominated genre, but there are mm-hmm. actually a lot of Native Americans, First Nations folks and people who are like, you know, of, you know, the original folks who are here um, yeah. in the, uh, North America who also do a take on folk that, you know, adds spins of, you know, stuff that is from their heritage, from their ancestors. They like to pull into it as well. And so... Mm-hmm. I think you get a lot of that throughout the record as well. I have some thoughts about that more specifically in a song later through here. Um, but like, I think that it's in combining the shoegaze things you mentioned, which is something I didn't wasn't necessarily thinking about. But I would definitely add that it's within indie. It's definitely a folk inspired record as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So in addition to shoegaze, but yeah, shoegaze like indigenous shoegaze folk is definitely uh, yeah, it's yeah. This is, it's, it's this is a corner of like the music world I wasn't expecting Audio Face to land on, but I really enjoyed this record. Like it's one of the better folk projects I've heard in a while too. Oh, absolutely, because that's what like, and I was kind of getting into like it does blend folk with it as well because the first two songs like My Blood Runs Through This Land and Sedena are definitely like more shoegaze inspired, but then you have. Salmon Stinta Blue, which then mixed those two. So Salmon Salmon Stinta. This is such a trip for this is a landmine for Sean's vocabulary <laughs> of how to pronounce things because I could never pronounce things correctly ever. Um, the way it, I love the pacing through it because it slows it down, but it makes this really cool, beautiful sound where it like the way just the vocals and a guitar in the back and that's it. I love how that's paced after those first two tracks. Cause you don't want to be overloaded with sound. Right. And that's, I think a problem that happens a lot with modern indie to where you can almost grow numb to a sound. If that makes sense. Like a lot of bedroom pop bedroom indie can get that where it's just one tone for 40 minutes. And they're like, yeah. all right, after you listen to it, you just kind of get your, your blood warms up to it. And then it just sticks there. But the way that they pace this record is fantastic because it keeps you wanting to get a little bit more. It keeps that when you get to those more folk sounds, those more shoegaze sounds, those more indie sounds to where you appreciate them in that way. Example, then you get to Blue, the fourth track, where then that's like your more like folk inspired indie with how it sounds. And I like it because it then this it develops and blossoms into a beautiful track by i think maybe about two two and a half minutes into it so towards the latter um end of the track it's gorgeous i really like how it sounds yeah i like out of the blue on the river is this really nice very again also folk inspired sound that leads into nobody which is one of the bigger tracks from there which feels even, you know, if you like artists like Mitski or Mac DeMarco, it sounds like it's similar to that. It, um, it's just really catchy and it takes, it takes the record into this upbeat track after mm-hmm. um, Nobody with Fancy Dance Nobody. as well. Nobody, so good. Yeah. yeah, and Fancy Dance, yeah, definitely gets that where it's like that more catchy sound with it. But again, this is why I love the pacing of the record because it starts off, shoegazy sound which is more faster paced and it slows down with more folk inspired more almost bluegrass inspired sounds it reminds me a little bit of some early fleet foxes demos that i've heard and um and sound which i particularly like uh, i like a lot if if done right to be fair um and this is definitely done right but i love fancy dance with it because it blends all three that they're trying to make in the record and like half, like not half a three, but towards like the latter half of the song. Cause it's a pretty short song. I just love how it sounds. And you get like this crescendo on it where it's just no vocals, but or like no lyrics, but it's just 
high-pitched voice going into it with really airy on top of all the guitar and the drums in the background. It's just a sound that I grew up listening to and I really enjoy a lot. From sounds that uh, you grow up listening to to sounds that sound like really tasteful and new because like um, yep. with the other one. Hey, Sean, you want to go ahead and pronounce <laughs> No, not a chance. My, my, yeah, my, my my Native American ancestors would murder me if I if I tried to say <laughs> such. Your Native American ancestors would have a war with your Spanish ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, <laughs> there's a, a place. War, there was a war in my body. Okay, anyway, so uh, a narrow place. Yeah, I think sounds evocative of like early Japanese breakfast or biba doobie even, where you have oh, a slower oh, song yeah. then evolves into a larger. Uh, indie rock melody inspired a lot by grunge but also inspired a lot by you know just the unique sound of Black Belt Yule Sound um mm-hmm. That, that song I really liked and was really impressed with because it builds and grows gradually and does what a lot of what Sean was saying earlier, which is incorporates sounds and genres that at their worst can sort of sound monotone or you get lost in it, but not in a way that there's, you know, it's like a shallow pool, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's like a very wide, shallow ocean, river, lake, whatever. But yeah. This song has depth to it because it's yeah. doing all of those genres without like o- going overboard with either of those sounds. Shoegaze, indie, folk, grunge rock. Like it's great execution. And then you get towards the end of the record and you get my favorite track on the record, which is Spaces. Oh my God. It is incredible with how it. This, it's not like anything else that people make in indie. It's a slower, like shoegazy-ish sound, but they blend it with Native American sounds, and it's amazing with how, like, indigenous sounds with how it is. Like, it bellows into this chant in the middle and the end of the song. That's just not like anything that you will ever hear anywhere else. With, and it even has like this really beautiful guitar in the background that's almost surf rock inspired with how it sounds too. That's just. It's incredible. Like that one, I got goosebumps of whenever I listened to it. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, whoa, blown away by it. Especially putting that as the second to last song is incredible. Yeah. Um, it's all just a very, very mm. powerful kind of project. And, yeah. and then the last track, Don't Give Up, is just beautiful indie alt rock. Yeah. Pretty much, just to sum it up. And like it really ends the record well with how it is, but this is one of my more favorite indie records that I've heard in a long time. Again, this is why I can't wait to to talk about our state of the music industry coming up in the next couple months, our annual uh, discussion that we have, because this to me is what indie is supposed to be. Yeah, somebody like really i want to say super obscure but lesser known and is really making something that nobody else makes right like testing different genres testing different sounds sounds that no one else really uses and you know staying true themselves as artists trying to bring out on different sounds different ideas into a project that's cohesive but it's different right it's very very different sounding and that's what i love about it yeah I am excited to do that conversation. Also, I found the actual um, like P 
peoples. It's the Swinomish and Inupat peoples from like Portland, Oregon. So yeah, a lot oh, of this re- okay. a lot of this record is kind of meant to be a homecoming for Black Belt Eagle Scout and kind of tapping into that part of her heritage. And then, yeah, also incorporating really great modern sounds in a lot of parts of music. And yeah, as I've said already, the execution is phenomenal. And as you said, it bodes well for what happens when you combine music from a lot of different inspirations and incorporate new things, especially things that are close to you and your own execution. And you get stuff that pushes these genres forward when they usually need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm going to recommend this record to a lot of people who like indie music is it's just fantastic. Really, really good. And you should too, just like you should recommend this video and the arbitrary scale that we use every single week on audio face because our review is our review. We're not going to give it a ranking like a letter or a number because then you'll just compare it to something else. And it's not going to be good for anyone. But this week, the arbitrary scale, the rotating arbitrary scale is pizza chains that you would buy for a big game or chains, pizza from chains that you would buy from a big game. Uh, This is, this is going to be like a local pizza chain that does both thin crust and deep dish. Ooh, now we're, now we're talking. <laughs> this is shit. What would this be? Because I already used shit. shit. This is, you know what? Here, here, here we go. Here we go. This, this is what it is. This is all right. So you're at the, you're at the party with your homies, right? Somebody brings over Domino's. But you look at that and you're like, get that cardboard shit out of here. You throw it down the garbage and you have some homemade pizza that you're you're making yourself because you have a pizza oven in your backyard that you're cooking out. And then everybody over there is brilliant is like, oh my god. And that one guy who brought the Domino's tries to make one pizza and burns it. Sean <laughs> Sean, burning garbage in your backyard is not a pizza oven. <laughs> This isn't the 50s. <laughs> Second of all, don't be hating on Domino's, man. It is... Domino's isn't half bad. Domino's isn't half bad. Especially when they upgraded their crust uh, in like the late aughts or like early 10s to have that garlic on the bottom. Yeah. Um, to be a little bit more New York style. Definitely a better move. You actually can get uh, New York style pizza from Domino's there. And it's, you know, not half bad, but definitely their tried and true garlic crust is the best. And... When no one can decide what pizza to get, and everyone wants pizza, Domino's. and they're rowdy and they're drunk, just Domino's solves problems. <laughs> Domino's, we fix, Domino's, we fix marriages. <laughs> we fix. Get some thin, get get those square thin crust ones from Domino's. Shh, goes hard. <laughs> One company needs to be ballsy enough, like Little Caesars. We fix marriages. <laughs> I'm down. Those are just trying to make a comeback, you know. They're trying to. They, apparently, they redid their recipes and stuff. I'm going to find out in a little while. Uh, gonna, we report you decide. In order to test that for sure, it's not like oh, uh, there's a new uh, Chick Fil A chicken set. Oh, by the way, there's that Chick Fil A cauliflower sandwich, which um, I don't know. Is it, is there a mulligan on anti-gay Chick Fil A things? I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure. I don't out. know. We'll but. See. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's not like, oh, it's a Chick-fil-A. I'm going to try to go with like, the best Chick-fil-A possible. Uh, no, this is like, oh, Church has got the new recipe. Let's see what it's, what it's like it's in the hood. Because if it's good in the yeah. hood, then it's a good recipe. If it's good at like their flagship, oh, this is the new one with like the flat panels and the uh, floor-to-ceiling no, no, glass. No. no, no, we can't trust it. No, it needs, it, it needs to say on the outside, we accept EBT. Now, <laughs> if you go to the one that says we accept EBT and it slaps, that means it's good. It needs to have... Um, three colors of paint on the wall based on the different times the graffiti's been covered up, but they didn't have that exact color of paint at the nearby Home Depot. That's the kind of, that's the kind of place we need to go to to make sure it's good. I've been to um, Pizza Hut's that have definitely done that. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's not a... Ch- what grocery... Ch- what chain wouldn't have that? What chain wouldn't have? A Gelson's? Chick-fil-A. Well, okay, come on. Fast food. Oh, I thought you said grocery. Oh, okay. Fast food? I, I, I say Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I say Chick-fil-A wouldn't. Is there a pizza place that wouldn't do that? Pyology, probably. Yeah, maybe. Because Mod, they don't care. <laughs> no, no. I, Mod Please, definitely doesn't give a shit. No, care. but I say Pyology has a little, little nose up in the air, you know? Nose up in the air, on the desk, uh, either or. Anyways, this has been Audio Face.
What does it mean? <laughs> what does That's it mean so sneaky. What does it mean to play this off? All right, let's see if I can do this. Um, thank you for listening to Audio Face. If you're on uh, the live stream on, on the Twitchies, thank you for watching. Um, you can follow us at Audio Face Pod That's on all be a social slur media. In two years, Sean. Uh, what? I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Twitchies. The Twitchies. Oh, yeah, it could be a slur in two years. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking kill me. I can't even say Twitchies, man. Free Sean at this point. Um, <laughs> You can follow me at SWSORES um, eh, if you want. Um, you could follow, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Dan's many Dan handles. from the internet on Instagram and TikTok. Dan from the web on Twitch and Twitter, uh, whatever is remaining of it, and Audio Face Pod on TikTok as well. Um, every time I try to post something on there, TikTok bans me. So I'm just finding out that, like, yeah, everything I. a lot, right? A lot and a little. Like, there's some stuff that you're like, really? You're just allowing this to happen? Like, sure. Like, this is this is just porn. And then, like, the, the other side, side of it's just like, I got banned from posting a Martin Luther King speech. Like, I'm like, he... How? <laughs> it's like, what am I done? Chinese, Chinese app, baby. Yeah. Um. So, this... <laughs> Hopefully, something we make on Audio Face or PowerPort does not get banned from all the platforms at once, and we will go ahead and do that. But until then, um, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week, or if you're watching on the stream, on Thursday for PowerPort, hopefully on mm, Twitch yep. and YouTube. Cheers. All right. Cheers. <laughs>